I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com. And this is our daily journal, our Monday through Thursday edition of the Chris Ann Hall Show, where we are always liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I have with me my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, where we endeavor to bring you Monday through Thursday and a double dose on Saturday of Constitution, fact and truth and principle, not propaganda, not fake news, not political party uh, agenda. And so what we do is we just simply give you the current events from a constitutional perspective. And you know, JC, I was on uh, Newsmax last night and the questions that they brought me uh, were about the Kavanaugh accusations. And I hadn't talked about them before, but I figured since this is going to continue, we might as well drop in just a short segment about these Kavanaugh accusations. And the fact that they're uh, either uh, the accuser or her attorney are demanding the FBI to do an investigation of something that happened 35 years ago between two high school students. And I just want to mention this from a constitutional perspective. The FBI doesn't have jurisdiction over this. Number one, uh, this would be an internal state affair just because he is running for, or just because he's a nominee for, for federal office now doesn't make something that happened 35 years ago a federal offense. So remember, constitutionally speaking, the FBI only has jurisdiction over federal offenses. Now that might be kind of strange to the American people out there because we have the FBI involved in everything. You get a, you get a shooting and the FBI is involved, right? Because now we have the FBI. FBI involved with guns. You've got the ATF, which is another unconstitutionally established agency. Yeah, they're pretty much everywhere. They're they're everywhere. They are they are the forces now of the United States, and I believe facilitating the uh, posse comitatus here in America. Don't tell me they're not military when they. Can you tell the difference between an armed FBI agent and an armed U.S. member of the military? I mean, they dress the same, they drive the same vehicles, they right. carry the same weapons. You can't tell if you're seeing a picture of somebody marching down the streets of Baghdad or Boston. And that, and to me, that is the very principle 
of Posse Comitatus being violated. That is a standing army, ladies and gentlemen. Make no doubt about it. And it is completely contrary to how our Constitution is supposed to be and our federal government is supposed to be operating. So there is no jurisdiction for the FBI. Not to mention the fact that there is no jurisdiction for local police either. We have... The, we, we have an elimination of statute of limitations here. 35-year-old crimes are not prosecutable. And even if there is some slip in this, right, we're not talking about newly found evidence. We're not talking about somebody who has had a, a revelation through hypnotherapy about something that happened that she didn't remember. There is no new found evidence to make this a new crime. And so what this really is, and, and chime in here, JC, if you think that I'm right, this is just simply a delay tactic. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, you have the, the lady said, oh, no, you know, let the FBI, and I'm not going to testify on all this. The whole thing is just throw something out there to slow it down. You remember that was the thing at the beginning that, oh, we don't have enough time to look at this information, right. so we need to delay the hearing. So it's, it's all about the delay because – you have to bear in mind their hopes are the midterms. Right. Let's stretch this out beyond the midterms. Because they have no message to vote. They have right. no they have no unifying message to bring people to the to the ballot box. So they gotta keep all this other garbage I, going on. I told on. you it was my theory from the beginning that Kennedy stepped aside to give them yep. something to rally around. Right. That's right. my theory. And that's what this has been. They've had absolutely nothing. They they had nothing before this until the Kavanaugh he, uh uh, nomination. They had nothing. Right. Ever, ever, ever since the Kavanaugh nomination, it's it's been these delay tactics right. and all this this theatrics and drama all centered around Kavanaugh. Well, I think it's because even the Democrat constituents are sick to death of the anti-Trump message. Well, some you got to give us something more than that. That's what they're saying. You got to give us more than that. Some are, but the even some of the radicals, I think. Some of, you have gradients, you know what I mean? But in some of the radical uh, camps, they were kind of losing steam because how long can you sustain the same thing? You know, so mm -hmm. they weren't really they weren't really motivating people. People were, uh, you know, fall, I think falling off more and more. So this gave them a new uh, a new platform, a new crisis. And, and so they're trying to milk it for all it's worth. Right, right. Not so you've only. got this lefty activist coming out. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, he harassed me in high school, and no, I don't have evidence. And yeah, it was thirty years ago, and it, yeah, we're dealing with a, with an alleged no, a, an accusation of alleged crime between minors. Right. So this wouldn't even yeah, be bizarre. in the regular criminal justice system. This would be in the juvenile justice system. And even had he been convicted at that time, it, you know, his record would no longer be would no longer be serviceable because it was a crime as a minor. It's a delay tactic. It's going to go away sooner or later. Well, I think it needs to go away sooner than and, and we need to just simply confirm the man or be done with it. And, and here's the thing. Can I just simply give a female perspective of this? You know, we've seen this, this operation by the Democrat establishment time and time again. 
this bringing forward of, of baseless accusations in order to slam someone in the court of public opinion. And you know what? I think that Democrat women, Republican women, Me Too women ought to be sick and tired of, being, of, of this kind of serious situation being used as a political tool. Do we not understand the principle of the boy who cried wolf and how that undermines the, the real cases of real people? I've said this numerous times, okay? Women and minority, hear this clearly. Women and minorities, you are props for Democrat power brokers. That's it. So this, the same thing you're describing happens with the race issue where every single thing under the sun, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, is racism. <laughs> Therefore, it undermines the credibility of real instances of racism. You're being too articulate, JC. And the same thing happens <laughs> with this misogynist, anti-women message. So you just like you're saying, you trot this out. So then when something serious, something legit needs to be dealt with, then people are less likely to listen to it and less likely to respond. So this harms the very constituency that they claim to support. They do that with minorities and particularly the black community, and they do it with women. And so this is what's going on. And, you know, the, for whatever reason, the black Democrats and female Democrats, they can't get this through their thick skull. You are nothing, absolutely zip, zero, zilch, less than nothing to the Democrat Party. You are a prop. You are an excuse. You're a useful idiot for their purposes of maintaining power. That's it. They don't care about you. I think you could probably say that uh, on a broad scale with politics in general. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, we're just simply chattel for their uh, for their pockets. That's all we right. are. We're, we are, you, you said useful idiots. I'll just simply say we're indentured servants. That's simply what we are, uh, to be used at their, their, uh, discretion at their advantage. And, and the American people are going to have to get sick and tired of it one day or nothing is ever going to change. And it's going to have to change with the people stop when the American people stop this cult of personality worship of these people and start holding them accountable. Well, it's just it's disgusting to me. It's pathetic. The people that support this, they're they're kept in poverty. Right. You're essentially kept on a plantation while you support these guys and carry their propaganda to keep them in power. They do nothing for you. They do yeah. nothing for you but control you. Uh, I mean, I listened to, it was on CNN, some panel, and here this uh, black female, older black female, she says, hey, I'm, I'm talking to the Democrats. I'm concerned with the Democrats. They're the ones who've been in charge of our communities. They're the ones, and it's their policies that have created this greater divide. And she's exactly right. And But yet they can Continue to support this nonsense while they're just being used and controlled and manipulated so that these and the crazy thing is it's a bunch of rich, elite, white, liberal Democrats. Right. And, and the black community supports these people yeah. while they just use them to increase their power and get even more even richer. It's just mind boggling to me. It is very mind boggling, but it's the power of of 
of persuasion. It is the power of human nature being used against us. It is the understanding that that deep rooted within our our fallen community of of, of mankind, we we simply want something for nothing. It's it's we love free stuff, and and we don't stop to think about how much that's going to cost us later uh, or you know who actually is is hurt by this including ourselves and our children you know who they didn't fool malcolm x yeah look up what malcolm x says about these white liberals these yeah. white liberal democrats yeah. well they killed him for it too yeah exactly they killed him for it they killed uh, martin luther king for it too so it's just you know i i don't i don't understand how this going? Well, you just lost a whole bunch of people for I don't saying care. Malcolm Whatever. X was. <laughs> Who cares? Go listen to it. Listen to what he says. Yeah. He's exactly right. It's true. It's true he today. He calls out the Democrat elite as using them as as plantation. Truth, truth is truth no matter where you find it. If right. Hitler says two plus two is four, that doesn't make that any less true. So you can, you can like the guy or not like the guy, but what he said is fact. Do we know how deep... The infiltration goes in the federal government. Do we know how deep the manipulation goes in the federal government when we get back? Let's look at that. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, our Thursday edition of Constitution, Truth, Fact, and Principle. How deep, how deep have we been manipulated and infiltrated by those who would destroy the Constitution, who would destroy the liberties of America, who would destroy the rights of Americans? Well, Project Veritas has, is added again and uh, they have published some undercover journalism from inside the Department of Justice. And in this time, the video from Project Veritas shows a Department of Justice paralegal who has identified herself as Allison, how do you say that name? Hrabar? Hrabar. Hrabar. Allison Hrabar. It's Slavic. It's from Hrabri, which, you know, strong. It's like oh. a Russian, Slavic, Bulgarian. Oh, okay. Alison Krabar saying there's, quote, a lot of talk at work about how employees can resist from the inside. And this undercover video shows how your taxpayer dollars are being used to infiltrate uh, the American system with the Democratic Socialists of America. These insiders are inside using uh, the, the um, Alinsky Rules for Radicals, the yeah. Marxist principles, to undermine uh, the operation of our government, misusing, in the, in the article here at RT says government resources, but I'd just like to say misusing your tax dollars because that's what this is. Government has no resources that belong to them. And, and here's the thing. I think of everything that she says, she says, you know, 
It's the kind of thing you can get fired for, but what's kind of lucky is at the DOJ, we can't, like, get fired. Well, and she, it would seem she's absolutely right, because the craziest thing about this story to me, mm-hmm. okay, is, so you have the video, James O'Keefe and Project Veritas make this video, I guess a, one of their sting type videos, right. and she's talking, and they're filming her, and she's saying all this stuff, and now DOJ is saying, oh, we're, we're, we need to look into this, yeah. okay, because yeah. she's saying, well, um, I have, we have a, a friend who works with, I think, the food stamp place, and they can slow down the process and keep people on food stamps when they're supposed to get off, yeah. and, he's, and she's just describing all these things, how people are uh, basically gumming up the works and fighting against Trump and, and you know, going contrary to uh, what they're supposed to be doing. Now, and the, the actions that Trump is trying to take to, to shrink government, yeah. to, to put people back on a constitutional right. basis. And she says, we can do all this, and it's you know, something you can get fired for, but it's nice because we can't get fired. Well, the thing about that is this girl was one of the leaders. If, if you think back, the um, uh, DHS secretary, uh, Kirsten Nielsen, Mm-hmm. A mob surrounded her at a at a Mexican restaurant. Oh, I remember a when that happened. Mob yes, and chased her uh-huh. out of the restaurant. Guess who was the leader of that mob? Oh, this how, girl. This girl. She bragged about it on Twitter. So I, she's I a paralegal at the Department of Justice, and she organized she, an a attack, mo- an a attack. essential assault against the Department of Homeland Security secretary. Okay, she's been oh, working there goodness. ever since. So you talk about not being able to get fired. How? How, see, what my first thought was, how absolutely detached and unaware, I mean, you, here is the organizer of a mob mm-hmm. who assaulted the, the, the Secretary of Homeland Security, chased her out of a restaurant. She's apparently she's really high up. for you. Yeah, she's apparently. And you have no idea. Now you're going to look into it now that O'Keefe made a video. Right. Where in the world were you mm-hmm. when your own employee led an assault against the Secretary of Homeland Security? Are you kidding me? We're supposed to feel yeah. safe? <laughs> this is the Homeland Security and your own employees at the Department of Justice are assaulting the Secretary of Homeland Security. And you expect us to trust the Department of Homeland Security to keep America safe? You've got to be kidding. Not only that, the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the Department of Homeland Security all want to have carte blanche to listen, listen to our phone calls, read yeah. our emails, search everything that we have to keep us safe, and they can't even keep track of their own employees, what they're doing in their own business time. you got to discover this criminal from Project Veritas. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Ooh, but I'm only a stranger here. 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I just I just have to admit that I, I share JC's passion about this. It's shocking. It is it is absolutely shocking. And it is absolutely uh, not just simply an expose of the of the depraved and illegal nature of our federal government, but it points out that the hypocrisy of 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 their so-called national security excuse for every violation of our rights. They, they, it's all a lie. Hello, America. It's all a lie. They don't need to do this to you without a warrant because that's not their goal. You know what, let me tell you what at which incompetent, worthless nincompoop the finger points at one more time. Jeff, doofus, worthless piece of, I don't know what, Jeff Sessions. Do you this know? This is a Department of Justice. She is mm-hmm. a department. Yeah. Let me say this. Let me slow down and, and, and try to control my blood pressure here. <laughs> Give this him some grace, people. Give him some grace. a Department of Justice <laughs> employee. Now, who's the head of Department of Justice? Jeff Sessions? Department of Justice employee. Paralegal. Assaulting the Secretary of Homeland Security. Organizing a a mass assault. Continuing to work for Mm -hmm. this retard, Jeff Sessions. And he says, she says, what's kind of lucky is at the DOJ we can't, like, get fired. Well, she would know for fact, wouldn't she? Guys, on Instagram... Facebook, Twitter, through Chris N. Do not send me one more stinking message justifying your support for Jeff Sessions. I will block you so fast <laughs> that your phone will catch on fire. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is, and Donald Trump. Stop tw- it. Donald Trump tweeted out. That Jeff Sessions, uh, part of his distaste with Jeff Sessions is it seems like he has no idea what's going on in he, the Department of Justice. Exactly. And, and 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 they attacked Donald Trump for criticizing Jeff Sessions. Yet this is proof that Jeff Sessions either either he does not know, which I don't believe. These people. I believe he knows everything that's oh, going yeah. on. He he. This is and it's not that he doesn't care either. This is right in line with the whole reason he was put in that position in the first place. I told you from the beginning he was a plant. I told you from the beginning he was unconstitutional. He was anti-constitution. I told you from the beginning this is who he was. When will we understand? When will Congress impeach this man? This is dereliction of duty. We now have proof that this woman organized a mob attack on the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, and she is still working, and Jeff Session has done nothing. She bragged about it on Twitter after she did it. Congress should be firing her. Congress should be impeaching her, uh, should be impeaching Jeff Sessions, and we should be having no more discussion Look, about Jeff Sessions. Here, here's an article. Um, what is this site? This is... Uh, the conservative, the conservative treehouse. treehouse. Okay, back when this thing happened, uh-huh. the conservative treehouse writes this article. What was the date? Do you have the date I don't, on there? I don't know what the date was. Oh, but, I hate but, when they do that. But in the article, they're, they're basically, you know, laughing and, and kind of mocking this girl like, you know, good luck with getting employment 
from here on out. I mean, right. this looks really nice t- to your activist radical buddies, but good luck with keeping your job. Because that that ought to be the expectation. That's like you're standard yeah. common sense. You you're a DOJ DOJ employee. You just organize an assault on on. You're lucky not to be in prison, much less maintain your job. So I I would read this at the time and agree with these guys because that's what a reasonable person would think. Mm-hmm. No, not only has she kept her job, she's now continuing to organize these bunch of freaking lefty mafia criminals inside the inside the administration it, it's it's just unreal inside the doj so yeah i'm you guys conservative treehouse i'm i'm all with you i would thought the same thing but how now stupid here's are the we po- here's the political spin right the political spin is going to be that this is a video that exposes the resist Trump movement. Not a resistor. She's a criminal. She's a criminal, and it exposes the I can't be fired from the federal government condition of reality. Yeah. And and it also, as you have so eloquently pointed out, exposes one more time that Jeff's recessions is a complete... Doofus. Well, I don't. Worthless. No, I don't think. I think he's. I think he's feckless. I think he's an infiltrator. I don't think he's a doofus. I think he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's doing exactly what he's been instructed to do. We're coming up on October. What does October mean? Budget time. Oh, I thought it was Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest too, but they're all drunk already, so I guess it doesn't matter. Drunk on our dollars, we keep sending them. Um, so we, I want to keep everybody informed on this whole, from a constitutional perspective, this budget thing. And, uh, you know, you're going to see lots of tweets from Trump about ridiculous spending. You're going to see lots of talk about, uh, you know, I wonder since we're coming up on midterms, are we going to have another government shutdown crisis? Because we've avoided the government shutdown crisis for the last couple of years because it hasn't been necessary. But I'm thinking if the Kavanaugh thing... Necessary, yeah, mean? politically necessary, right? So um, every year they go through the same, the same drama, the same kabuki theater, but only in certain years do you actually see the big shutdown. We're going to shut down and employees are going to lose their paychecks and blah, 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 right? And so... Um, I wonder if the Kavanaugh thing dissipates sooner than they'd like, if the new thing will be now to uh, bring up, once again, to resurrect this budget crisis conundrum. And so I want people to know, I want you guys to know where you can go for the truth. Obviously, we have the course at Liberty First University called The Power of the Purse, which you you can get by being an LFU student. You can also get on DVD uh, without being a student. There's an article on my website, Who Controls the Budget? All of these things, obviously the course and the DVD will give you the in-depth instruction so that you can actually speak to your congressman and show them how little they know, how they're being duped, and how you won't be manipulated anymore. But there is a brief article on the website that will give you the sort of rundown. And there's one thing that I want everybody to remember. Article 1, Section 7, Clause 1. Now, this is the words of James Madison, the father of the Constitution. He says, as to Article 1, Section 1, Clause 1 of the Constitution, the House 
alone is the spending source. The house alone holds the power of the purse. Read the article online, get the DVD. You will understand from James Madison and the drafters of the Constitution why, and this is essential, why the House alone controls the budget. Do you know, uh, JC, how many, how many Americans do you, do you think actually know that the president does not have a veto power, constitutionally speaking, over the budget? We no. don't teach that stuff. No. So let's think about this from a logical perspective. Madison tells us the power of the purse rests in the hands of the House alone so that the House, which are the direct representatives of the people, so that the people can control, and in his words, the overgrowth of government. Why would we give the leader of the executive branch the authority to determine how much he can or cannot spend? Yeah. How does that control the growth of government? It does not. And... and the uh, Article 1, Section 7, Clause 1 says the Senate may propose amendments. That's, that's permissory. That's not an absolute. So what we have to understand is that even the Senate can't filibuster a budget because according to the Constitution, the process is... It goes to the, the House creates the budget. It goes to the, to the Senate. The Senate can choose to amend or not amend. If they don't amend, then it goes back to the House for passing. If they offer an amendment, the amendment goes to the House. The House chooses whether they want to accept the amendment or not. If they accept the amendment, they make the change and the budget is. If they don't accept the amendment, then the amendment isn't done, then nothing is done to the original body of the budget, and it's done. Yeah, it's done. <clears throat> What we need is a flat tax apportioned by the states, repeal the 16th, repeal the 17th, and you'd fix probably 95% of the problems we have. Yeah. Do you, what our friend Victor had told us, uh, reminded us, is that the interest on our federal debt is greater than the entire federal budget was in 1987. Yeah. In 31 years, we have increased spending so much that our interest exceeds the original budget. Yeah, it's so, it's so bloated. And, and it's because we keep asking government to do things they're not supposed to do. We have all of these programs that should be in the states, should be in the local governments, not in the federal government. And you know why that happens? Because the federal government now has the permission of the people to reach into their own pockets and take from them by force. You know, and it seems to me one of the biggest challenges to to overcome that, to kind of educate people and convince them to to do something else and need something else, is this partisanship. Because yeah. the same thing happens every administration. Every like you administration. look at the first the budget. Remember, Rand Paul, you know, was listing all the ridiculous things, and there was just justification after justification after justification because well, Trump's in the White House, so it must be okay. So we go back and forth when. You know, when a Democrat's in office, then the spending is a problem for Republicans. When a Republican's right. in office, spending is a problem for some Democrats, not many. But, you know, so it's it a just, matter of what they spend on, yeah, not how so they it just spend continues. it. So what what is aggravating is, you know, you have this chance to do something, but 
it's almost like you can't talk to people about. I mean, how much could you talk to people about the benefits of a flat tax? They think, oh, well, my guy's in there. There's not really a problem with spending and taxes and this kind of thing, you know, because right. they're fixing all that. Right. So it's hard to even convince people at this point. So if you don't break break out of the partisanship, um, it's such an uphill battle. Well, and you, we have to become students of our Constitution once again. RT says, President Trump blasted Republicans on Thursday for not including funding for the southern border wall in what he described as a ridiculous spending bill. What is that? Passed by the Senate this week. Constitutionally, that's not possible. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal on Thursday edition, our last segment of Constitution Truth, Principle, Not Politics, Party, and Propaganda Fake News. The Senate passing a spending bill. Can you say Banana Republic? Is not constitutionally possible. Permissible. Permissible. You, the Senate does not approve, does not pass a bill. Every budget has to come through the House. The Senate may offer amendments, but for Pete's sakes, they don't create the entire bill. Wow, so the the total is $854 billion, mm-hmm. and $675 billion of that is for the Pentagon? Mm-hmm. It's not a budget bill. That's a Pentagon bill. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. Do you know what uh, Thomas Paine said? That uh, uh, taxes are not to pay for war, but war to fund more taxes. Yeah. He said that anybody who looks at history, anybody who has an honest assessment of history and not something to gain by lying will admit that Taxes are not collected for wars, but wars created for taxes. We prefer to tackle the border wall after the midterms. <laughs> See, it's all, it's all political. It's political. Like you, I don't know, it seems to me you have, there's no guarantee after the midterms that you're going to have the power to do any of this. What if you, what if you lose, what if you lose your handle on Congress? I mean, you have it now. Why not do right. what you need to do? Well, because they don't want to look bad and lose because they don't intend to do it because they don't want to build a wall because they believe that it will be politically disadvantageous for them. It will be something that will be used against them in the midterm. Problem is, is they already promised to do it. And for once, they're actually requested to fund something that is actually within the authority of the Constitution for the federal government to do. It's the same thing with the Obamacare. Right. The very reason a lot of these guys got elected was because they promised to build the wall. Right. They rode right. the big Trump train. Right, 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 right. And that's obviously he won a resounding victory and they elected these guys that said the same thing. So the American public uh, and, and you see in all these polls, the American public is is by far in support of this. So this is what I don't. Of course, again, with the Republicans, 
they receive Democrat criticism and then they change course. Right. So it's really bizarre. They don't respond to the people that elected that them. That actually elected them. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I agree with Trump that this is a ridiculous spending bill. I don't believe that um, we, we agree on why, perhaps. It's right. a ridiculous spending bill. But let me tell you something. This lays on the shoulders of your congressman alone. Constitutionally speaking, your House member is, is responsible for this. And I'll say right now, on air, out loud, across the world, the same thing that I said to Tim Wahlberg, the House member from, from Michigan. Anyone, anyone who votes in favor of a spending bill that increases spending and funds programs that are unconstitutional are acting immorally. And I, that may sound like a, a broad brush, but I'm sorry. You sell our children into debt for programs that are not even authorized under the Constitution. You sell our children into debt so that we can be comfortable today. I don't know any other way to classify that but immoral. Yeah, and, and really, I mean, you say so we can be comfortable. It's not, to me, it's not even that. It's so they can maintain power. You remember, they do these things in order to, to gain support and votes. I mean, this is... There's a clear indication with these guys saying, well, we want to make we want to wait to the midterms because there's some kind of reasoning in there that this is advantageous to their holding office. So their their entire motivation is holding office. That's it. So they're selling our children into slavery, into debt uh, so that they can so they can be comfortable, not we mm -hmm. can be comfortable so that they can maintain their power, which gives them their comfort and their largesse and you know their elite status and all the things that they enjoy like little kings and queens meanwhile we are duped lied to and used as props while selling our children into the slavery of debt it's time to take back america god bless you guys we'll see you on saturday Let me know in my heart when my days are through. America, America, I gave my best to you.